0: Good morning, UVC West. I am so excited. This is the first time I'm here for uh, UVC West service. And, um, and I'm just excited for what God is doing in this place and uh, what God is doing through all of you. And so I wanted to start by reading our scripture for today. It comes from the book of Luke, chapter. 21, verse 37. And every day he was teaching in the temple and at night he would go out and spend the night on the Mount of Olives, as it was called. The word of God for the people of God. I'm glad I just have one little verse to preach on. <laughs> so It makes me feel better. Um, my name's Juan Pablo, my pronouns are he, him and Christian took half of my speech. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the church planting resident at, uh, for Urban Village Church. And so for the last year and a half, kind of been working on figuring out where uh, this would happen and how we would um, find a place that would be for Latinos and Latinas a place to be. And so, um, we, we, we worked a couple of years, a year and a half. John Rodier was on our exploration team to figure out where we'd go. And finally, we landed on Hermosa, which in English means beautiful. Uh, it's a neighborhood in Chicago, Fullerton and Pulaski, if you know the area. And um, and so I'm excited to see where God's going to take us through that. But last week, I moved into the area to uh, Parsonage. And wow, I, I hadn't been there in so many years because I moved to a very quiet neighborhood. And the loud noises and El Otero coming with street corn was exciting. Um, I even did the uh, neighbors were fighting and I went to the curtain to look <laughs> and like turn off the lights. <laughs> I miss living in the area. Uh, As I walked around and prayed, I was only two blocks away from healthcare alternative systems where I used to manage a drug treatment center for youth. And I thought about all the kids that were there. And I walked and I saw a school and I worked uh, as a community organizer and organized one of the first community schools in the city where the school would be open till 8 p.m. for services for the community. And it brought me back to all of the all of the things and all of the ways that I was in the community and that God would bring me back there. And as I was, you know, back in the day, I was a little younger, you know, my kids were little, and I would be really busy in the community and really working around gentrification and immigration and education and incarceration, all the shins, And, and I would get home and exhausted, kind of tired, especially with kids that were on drugs and the, and the pain that, they, that the family was feeling. And I would get home and my kids would scream and come in and excited to see me and I'd talk to them and they'd tell me about their day, we'd have dinner, And then I felt like this is my time to relax. And so I didn't have a very big space, just the bathroom. And I would go into the bathroom, I don't know if any of you do this as well, Um, but I would go into the bathroom as my time to kind of relax and chill and meditate and reflect. And then, puppy, my kids, One at a time. Papi, I have something to show you. They would slide papers under the door. (laughs) They would knock, knock, knock. What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) Um, I would sometimes not respond, (laughs) hoping that maybe they'd go away if no one answered. Um, Sometimes I would scream, get out, get out. Um, But every now and then, their mother would uh, yell from another room leave Fapi alone, leave Fapi alone. And then I would retreat back to my place, my fortress of solitude, a spiritual place of solitude. And so spiritual practice are called practices for reason because they help our bodies and our souls get ready to be uh, for who we want to be, no matter what comes our way. And so this season we've been looking um, over the last month Um, at different spiritual practices uh, that Jesus practiced on his journey towards the cross. And so um, we see that tucked away between stories of healings and miracles and the teachings that we love that we hear from, uh, that we heard from Jesus or that we read in the Bible. There's these little nuggets of time where Jesus spent time alone and he sang and he, well, I, I say danced, um, and he spent time with friends. And I think that uh, solitude or being alone was really, really important for Jesus. And if it was important for Jesus, it's important for us. Can you pray with me? God, thank you for a beautiful day. And I thank you that your word um, would be refreshing to our souls today, that your spirit would move and would speak. In Jesus' name, amen. So the text is short, but I think it provides a lot of nuggets of wisdom that we can uh, talk about. Again, we're at the point of Jesus' journey where uh, it takes him towards Jerusalem, and he begins to walk to the cross, and we see him preparing his disciples for what was about to come. And up to now, Jesus had made a few trips to the temple, um, at, to the Temple Mount, but there was a lot of conflict that began between the temple officials and Jesus. And he continues uh, to speak, and the tension continues to escalate. And so he gives, right before this, this real alarming news that the temple, this anchor, for Israel's faith and practice would be demolished. And he tells his disciples to watch out, be alert and pray for strength. As you can imagine, there was a lot going on back then, a lot of stress, a lot of things, a lot of things on Jesus' mind. And so it says that he would teach in the temple and then retreat to the Mount of Olives. And we see the Mount of Olives uh, mentioned many times in the New Testament. Um, it's where the Garden of Gethsemane is, where Jesus prayed, it's where Jesus ascended into heaven. And in some ways, the Mount of Olives was Jesus' fortress of solitude. Um, he would get, go there and retreat, and verse 38 right after says that all the people would get up early in the morning to listen to him in the temple. And so time and time again, you see Jesus go up mountains to pray. There were solitary places away from all the noise where Jesus would talk to God, commune with God, to receive strength and guidance from God. Jesus knew the value of taking time to be alone. And Jesus would spend time alone uh, right before making uh, big decisions or preparing for large tasks. You would see that he would spend time alone and we see that when he spent time in the wilderness and he leaves, his ministry begins and he chooses his 12 disciples. And then we see that he also encouraged his disciples to take time away from people so that they can get refreshed and recharged. And Jesus, after learning that John the Baptist, his cousin, was beheaded, He took time alone to grieve. And I know that sometimes talking about being alone after just being alone for a long time sounds kind of ridiculous to us, right? But hear me out for a second. I enjoy uh, spending time uh, being alone sometimes. But when the pandemic started, I live alone. And it was a little bit unbearable. It felt like torture, really, uh, not to be able to see people or or talk to people. um, And I thought I was gonna lose my mind. But then I started thinking about my other queer siblings, the ones who don't have family, who don't have um, a family that they can turn to that is firming, that is loving especially in the latino community and my heart broke and so this initial shock about uh, of being alone it started to take a different twist i mean i rearranged all my furniture i couldn't do that anymore i shaved my head i was like trying to do all sorts of things to keep myself busy Um, uh, there's a a person, Tiffany, at Mariano's. She became like my family, and I would <laughs> walk there, and I'm like, "Hey, Tiffany." <laughs> um, I would know who she is. She knew who I was. She was the only person I spoke to in person, and things started to change. And not just for me, but for many people. People started to learn a lot about themselves. People started to be comfortable around themselves. I gained like 12. 15, 20 pounds. And I know other people that gained weight too, and they left the pandemic, you know, their house is like proud of their weight gain. They're happy with their bodies. I'm like, what happened? Things changed. People changed. People began to find that they were really creative and uh, learned to make bread. People learned to knit. Um, I learned how to make face masks on a sewing machine? Yes, I have one. (laughs) I just never used it because I didn't know how to use it. But YouTube taught me and I was making masks out of everything. I was tearing things up. Um, But a lot of people found new hobbies. A lot of people learned how to cook for the first time. And Instapot became an instant hit. There was Instapot recipes everywhere on the internet. People were loving them and the air fryer. But if you got the Instapot with the air fryer attachment you were golden. (laughs) Solitude also helped us plan for our lives. We had time to reflect and to dream big dreams. Today I was talking to Bill who said that he's writing a novel. A lot of people did that. Many people quit their jobs and said, I want another job, something that's more rewarding to me, some way that I can make a difference in the world and then people began to feel closer to God. People began watching the online services. I mean, we struggled in the beginning, but then we got it. And people were tuning in uh, to use technology to pray together, to study the Bible together, to weep together, to rejoice together. And you know why people all over the world started finding this deeper connection to God, it's because time spent in solitude with God is not time spent alone. He is with you. And so in that time, I know I felt closer to God. I began to think about the ministry that God would have me do. And uh, before the pandemic, I mean, I'm like, okay, I know kind of, yes, I'm in this direction. Uh, but really in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm that good. <laughs> I'm not that smart. <laughs> um, I'm not that charismatic. Uh, these are all the thoughts that were going into my mind. But as the pounds k- gained, I started feeling a little more confident, you know? Like, I think God could use me in some way. Um, and you know, the doors open, And I said, what if there's a place for Latinx people that they could be that would be bold with the gospel of Jesus that would be inclusive that would have a gay pastor in Hermosa neighborhood what if and I began to think and think Lord where can we do this Lord what can happen Um, a, a place where we can be together in our language, either Spanish or Spanglish or English or Chi-town English or Westside English, whatever, but that we would be a community together, lesbians, gays, bisexuals, straight people, queer people, trans people, all together in the Latin community. That's a big dream because there's no place like that. But I think it took being alone to be able to understand and reflect and pray and search and plan. And I don't know exactly where this is going. We're calling the ministry UVC Enye so whenever you see an N with a tilde on top, that's the Latino um, Ministry of Urban Village. And I don't know where we're going with this, but I know that God, spending time with God and Um, that will go along on this journey. And I invite all of you to go on this journey with me. So there's these moments of solitude, but Jesus also went up the mountains with his disciples. We know that later on, um, Jesus will be transfigured in front of them. And they come down the mountain together with Jesus. And then one day, reach the mountain something happens they begin to work they begin to minister to people they begin to talk to people and people's lives were changed it's these mountaintop experiences being alone with god coming off the mountain with jesus and being at the bottom of the mountain with the Holy Spirit leading us in different ways, leading us to new roads, new directions, new places and sacred spaces. And finally, I, I think about what it looks like to help other people have their moments of solitude. You know that black women, they had to make a law so that they could wear their hair the way they wanted? It's ridiculous. People do not have rest. Injustices have been bombarding and bombarding immigrants for a long time. Laws and cages, I can't take it anymore. We have states enacting laws where you can't say gay. Bombarded, bombarded, no rest, no solitude, no time alone because They're getting um, over and over and tired and exhausted. What would it look like that my kid's mom did and yelled and said, leave them alone. What would that look like for us? Perhaps that's writing a letter to elected official. Maybe it's walking in the crop walk. Maybe it's getting to know someone that's different than you people that are negatively affected by injustice. Whatever it is, whatever you find, you can always take people with you up the Mount of Olives where Jesus speaks and teaches, our own fortress of solitude. And as we enter this fifth and last week before Holy Week, And as we deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow Jesus, let's consider the Mount of Olives. It's where those, it's those sacred spaces and places in your lives where you could spend time alone, where you're reminded about all the promises that God has fulfilled in your lives. It's a place where you can pray and recognize that God has redeemed you, even those bad places or bad experiences, even those evil experiences that God has turned to good. And only God can do that, right? It's those places of victory where remember that Christ is victorious. Amen, Do you pray with me. Loving God, draw us near to you. Let us remember and let us look for our own Mount of Olives, those spaces and places where we can be alone and be re-energized, be refreshed, where we can hear from you. And Lord, let us, let us also find places and spaces where we can help others find moments of solitude and moments of rest as we love you and we love our neighbor, ask that you would take us to new spaces, take us to new places, take us to a bigger dreams and bigger plans. In your name we pray, amen.